The views and opinions expressed on the Elephant Room and associated social media are those of host Jeff Gallagher and do not necessarily reflect the position or opinions of the Radio A1A broadcast family, A1A Media, Cruising Country Radio, Paradise Road Radio, our host, and our sponsors. From the frozen tropics of Canada, you're listening to the Elephant Room on Radio A1A. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to another edition of The Elephant Room. My name is Jeff Gallagher. The saga continues that is Donald Trump versus the left as newly fired FBI official Andrew McCabe kept personal memos, he claims, similar to those compiled by James Comey in interactions with President Donald Trump, who acts Comey as FBI director. The memo disclosure on Saturday confirmed to Fox News by a source close to McCabe comes after the one-time FBI deputy director was fired late Friday by Attorney General Jeff Sessions. McCabe gave a copy of the memos which also included what Comey told him about interactions with President Trump to special counsel Robert Mueller, who is leading the federal investigation into whether the Trump campaign colluded with Russia during the 2016 elections, according to the Wall Street Journal. Sessions said Friday night that he acted on McCabe's termination after Justice Department Inspector General's report and on the recommendation of FBI disciplinary officials. McCabe was fired just two days before officially retiring and becoming eligible to receive his full retirement. McCabe released a statement Friday night suggesting his firing was part of the Trump administration's war on the FBI. Trump praised the firing. The president suggested on Twitter that reports show McCabe, quote, knew all about the lies and corruptions going on at the highest level of the FBI. The president added that he was a, quote, choir boy compared to Comey. A Trump tweet later in the day alleged tremendous leaking, lying, and corruption among those leading the FBI and the Departments of State and Justice. The Inspector General's report is expected to conclude that McCabe, a Comey confidant, authorized the release of information to the media and was not forthcoming with the watchdog office as it examined the Bureau's handling of the inquiry into Hillary Clinton's use of the private email server while she was Secretary of State under President Barack Obama. Quote, the FBI expects every employee to adhere to the highest standard of honesty, integrity, and accountability, unquote, Sessions said in a statement. Trump's personal lawyer John Dowd touting the brilliant and courageous example by Sessions and the FBI's Office of the Professional Responsibility said in a statement Saturday that the number two Justice Department official Rod Rosenstein ought to by now bring an end to the Russia investigation manufactured by Comey. McCabe, in reacting to his untimely termination, asserted he was singled out because of the role I played, the actions I took, and the events I witnessed in the aftermath of Comey's firing last May. McCabe became acting director after that and assumed direct oversight of the FBI's investigation into the Trump campaign. Mueller is investigating whether Trump's actions included Comey's ouster constitute obstruction of justice. Trump, in a tweet early Saturday, said McCabe's firing was a great day for the hard-working men and women of the FBI, a great day for democracy. He said sanctimonious James Comey as McCabe's boss made McCabe look like a choir boy. 
McCabe said the release of the findings against him was accelerated after he told congressional officials that he could corroborate Comey's accounts of certain conversations with the president. McCabe spent more than 20 years as a career FBI official and played key roles in some of the Bureau's most recent significant investigations. Even so, Trump has reportedly condemned him in the past year as an emblematic of an FBI leadership he contends is biased against his administration. McCabe had been on leave from the FBI since January when he abruptly left the deputy director position. He had planned to retire on Sunday, and the dismissal probably jeopardizes his ability to collect his full pension benefits. His removal could add to the turmoil that has enveloped the FBI since Comey's firing and as the FBI continues its Trump campaign investigation that the White House has dismissed as a hoax. The firing arises from an Inspector General review into how the FBI handled the Clinton email investigation. That inquiry focused not only on specific decisions made by FBI leadership, but also on news media leaks. McCabe came under scrutiny over an October 2016 news report that revealed differing approaches within the FBI and Justice Department over how aggressively the nonprofit Clinton Foundation should be investigated. The watchdog office has concluded that McCabe authorized FBI officials to speak to the Wall Street Journal reporter for that story and that McCabe had not been forthcoming with investigations. McCabe has issued denials. The decision to dismiss McCabe days before his retirement nonetheless carried the risk of angering his high rank-and-file supporters at the FBI. McCabe became entangled in a presidential politics in 2016 when it was revealed that his wife, during her unsuccessful legislative run, received campaign contributions from the Political Action Committee of then-Virginia Governor Terry McAuliffe, a longtime Clinton friend. The FBI has since said McCabe received the necessary ethics approval about his wife's candidacy and was not supervising the Clinton investigation at the time. But Trump still pounded away on Twitter Saturday saying, How many hundreds of thousands of dollars was given to his wife's campaign by crooked Hillary friend Terry M? How many lies? How many leaks? Comey knew it all and much more. In a piece of tragic news this past week, police say they believe all of the victims killed in the bridge collapse near Miami, Florida are accounted for. We believe that we've recovered the final two individuals, the final two victims from underneath the bridge, Miami-Dade Police Director Juan Perez told reporters late Saturday night. Five bodies were recovered from the wreckage Saturday, police said, and a six died in hospital. The pedestrian bridge, which was intended to connect the Florida International University and the city of Sweetwater, collapsed Thursday afternoon onto a busy roadway below. The 174-foot main span of the bridge was put into place only five days prior to the collapse. The Florida Department of Transportation said the university was responsible for maintaining the safety of the bridge and is cooperating fully with the investigation. The fallout from the death of a French bulldog named Coquito continued for United Airlines last Thursday as the airline explained how the dog had come to die in an overhead compartment. Maggie Schmerin, a spokeswoman for United, said that the airline had spoken to the family, the flight crew, and passengers who had been seated nearby. The flight attendant who placed the carrier in the overhead bin claimed she did not hear the owner tell her that there was a dog in the carrier, yet the owner and a witness said the dog had been barking prior to takeoff. 
Mishmarin stated, United takes full responsibility and are deeply sorry for the tragic incident. And of course, in a desperate attempt to pull on the heartstrings of dog-owning voters, just days after Coquito's death, Democratic Senator of Nevada Catherine Cortez Masto and Republican Senator John Kennedy introduced a bill to prohibit airlines from storing animals in the overhead compartments. The bill is called, are you ready for this garbage, Welfare of Our Furry Friends Act, or WOOF. Which brings us to today's Elephant Room Exclusive, Jeff's Epic Rant. I have stated numerous times how it drives me crazy when politicians make policy on emotion or fear, and this is just another example of it. And what really ticks me off even more is when it jumps to the front of the line over issues that impact the lives of human beings. You know the things like gun control, crime, drugs, border security, important issues, but nope, they can wait, because Coquito was cute. Give me a break. And before any of you bleeding hearts out there want to send me your hate mail about how pets are family, I agree. I have my seven pounds of fury that is my snow Mexican chihuahua named Hank, and he is absolutely my best friend in the world. And because I love him like family, there is no way in hell I'm letting him get stuffed in an overhead compartment. Everyone may be afraid to blame the victim in this case, but that's whose fault it is. She should have grabbed her dog and her kids and got off the plane if she couldn't get that dunce flight attendants to understand that there was an animal in that crate, and then take it up with the airline and then catch a later flight. But in today's society of push-button gratification, and I'm a people who doesn't want to be inconvenienced, she chose to put her dog at risk by complying, and it died. And this situation just isn't on the head of the owner or airline here. What about all the witnesses that knew it was a dog and didn't say a damn thing? Y'all are cowards. Has the sissification of North America gotten that bad where people are too afraid to get involved or do the right thing because they have a not-my-problem selfishness to them? God forbid helping another in distress because it might inconvenience you, or in this case, probably get you booted off the plane. So nope, not get Getting involved, but while you're displaying your selfish douchery, crack out that phone and film the damn thing so you might be able to get yourself entitled 15 minutes of fame. You cowards make me want to puke. I have gotten myself in some pretty bad situations by helping out in times it would have been a lot safer for me not to get involved, but sometimes doing what is right can be a personal bad decision. I can tell you this, had I been on that flight, I'd have been arrested, banned from United Airlines, and had a very angry wife, but that dog would still be alive. Come on, folks. Join me in reclaiming our balls and dignity. Start standing up for each other again. Despite what society and these Nazi feminists want us to believe, it's still okay to act like a man. And that is Jeff's epic rant. Stick around. We have much more to come on The Elephant Room right here on Radio A1A. Every Sunday at noon on Radio A1A is the Drop Rock Top 40 show with yours truly, Harry T. I'll be here to count down from number 40 down to number one. The number one Drop Rock song of the week. Every week right here, noon, Sundays, Radio A1A, RadioA1A.com, music for the road to paradise.
come and wash out Whitehead Street But we can still move our feet to a coral reefer beat Well they all tell me about the sun they get down here Yeah they say sun it shines 300 days a year But it's raining in Key West I know what I'm gonna do When it's raining in Key West I only wanna party with you But if it's raining in Key West Doesn't matter if the sun don't shine Cause if it's raining in Key West We'll have us a hell of a time Well, my buddies, they all say that I'm way too subtle So I did a Kung Fu Duval flop and a big mud puddle And then I ran into Nadira at the bar She sang this song and I strummed this old guitar But it's raining in Key West I know what I'm gonna do When it's raining in Key West I only wanna party with you If it's raining in Key West Doesn't matter if the sun don't shine Cause if it's raining in Key West We'll have us a hell of a time There ain't no rain checks down here So round up another beer Raise your glass and toast the cheers Until the clouds, they disappear Cause it's raining in Key West I know what I'm gonna do When it's raining in Key West I only wanna party with you If it's raining in Key West I know what I'm gonna do Training in Key West, only wanna party with you. If it's raining in Key West, doesn't matter if the sun don't shine. If it's raining in Key West, we'll have us a hell of a time. It's raining in Key West, I know what I'm gonna do. If it's raining in Key West, I only It's raining in Key West Doesn't matter if the sun don't shine If it's raining in Key West We'll have us a hell of a time It's raining in Key West Down to Captain Tony's Where the ice cold beer is on It's raining in Key West At happy hour And we'll wait out a passing shower It's raining in Key West Only, where the ice cold beer is only raining in Key West and happy. 
Welcome back to the Elephant Room. My name is Jeff Gallagher. I'm going to go off script a little bit here and get a bit personal with everyone today. As some of you close to me know, I absolutely love politics, history, anything that I feel is important to our society as a whole. And as much as I love being here hosting the Elephant Room, having to report on touchy political and social issues, as well as weekly shootings and other deaths, then going into an angry rant every week does affect me personally. It seems all I do all week long when researching and prepping for my program is surround myself in negativity, which is why I love to at least attempt to add a little humor into this program. I'll tell you, I have a whole new respect for real reporters and journalists that do this for a living because it can mess with one's noodle something bad, let me tell you. Don't get me wrong, I'm passionate about everything I report on and stand behind the facts I disclose, but believe it or not, I'm actually a pretty laid-back, easy-going person. As long as I have a pack of smokes in my pocket and enough cash for a few beers with some friends telling some dirty or offensive jokes, I'm a pretty happy guy. Put that on the beach with a little loving from the wife and my life is perfect. So for those who are offended by news stories of transgender dancers assaulting people with fake breasts or hammered Scottish folks who call 911 believing a stuffed toy was a real tiger crashing their house party, or especially if you fail to see the humor in a crackhead deliberately defecating in their pants to conceal drugs and a Valentine's Day card, yes, all of which I have reported on, maybe this part of the elephant room is not for you, because with all that negativity, I have to report on week after week. I look forward to this part where we introduce the weird and wacky of the past week in what we call the good, the bad, and the ugly. A man from Scotland is begging his local Starbucks to have their staff refrain from using a very X-rated take on his name when writing on his cup of joe. As most of us know, Starbucks has been asking for our names when placing an order since about 2012 in attempt to make the purchase purchasing process a little more friendlier. It also comes in handy when you're one of those hipster triple mocha soy milk quarter sugar with a side of seaweed jackwads that hold up the line for 20 minutes while the rest of us need to get to work with our plain black coffee, but I digress. Well, meet Cam. Simple enough name, but Cam has continually been the victim of a more than X-rated name written on his cup with really no effort at all. With a little imagination by the Starbucks staff, poor Cam has had the lowercase letter A in his name not connected all the way at the top, making the A look more like a letter U to the immense enjoyment of his friends and co-workers. Cam tweeted his complaint to the Starbucks asking for the staff to use a capitalized letter A so it doesn't look like he is consuming a foamy, how we say, manjuice latte. That is funny stuff right there. I don't care who you are. How about this idiot? We all know someone who's had a fake ID in his youth. Not me, of course, but some people. But fake IDs really only work if they look realistic, and really with today's technology, they are almost useless. Unless you're face-to-face with a dim-witted doorman with no cares to give about his job, or he has taken one too many bottles to the head. But this next genius must have been hammered. Must have been. 
An anonymous man baffled the Thames Valley Police Department after being pulled over by an officer and presented her with his license stating he was, in fact, Homer Simpson of 28 Springfield Way. Come on, everyone knows the Simpsons live at 724 Evergreen Terrace. Come on, man. At least try with this. Anyway, long story short, the drive the driver's car was seized and was reported for driving without a proper license or insurance. Don't. This was actually released some time ago, but with so many of us in the trop rock world being travel enthusiasts, along with the fact I love to dump on people who think they are special or entitled, I found this fitting to put on air today. Here is an actual list of cringeworthy but absolutely true travel complaints made by customers. There were more than 40 on this list, so I've handpicked a few that I found the most ridiculous. Number one, we were on a canoe trip, but we were very disappointed that no one told us there would not be a bathroom on board. Number two, my trip was ruined when I got sunburned and sick because of it. They should warn you that the sun is hotter in Mexico than it is in the United States. Number three, it's lazy of local shopkeepers to close in the afternoons. I often need to buy things during siesta time. This should be outlawed. Number four, the beach was too sandy. You can't make this up, people. Number five, why doesn't everyone speak English? We went to Spain and no one understood English. We will never go back there. And I'm sure they are grateful for it. Number six, you told us there was a rooftop pool, but above us was just another room. Number seven, on my holiday to India, I was disgusted to find almost every restaurant served curry. Number eight, Topless sunbathing on the beach should be banned. The holiday was ruined as my husband spent all day looking at other women. Number nine. No one told us there would be fish in the sea. The children were startled. And my personal favorite, number ten. It took us nine hours to fly home from Jamaica to England. It only took the Americans three hours to get home. This doesn't seem fair. Never, ever underestimate the spoiled and stupid people of this world. And that was the good, the bad, and the ugly. Stick around. You are listening to The Elephant Room on Radio A1A. Hi folks, this is Harry Teeford, the general manager of Radio A1A. Well, it's warm and beautiful here in the Florida Keys, but sometimes we just don't know what's going on in the rest of the world, so we turn to folks like What's Going On Live Music Promotion, our source for finding live music venues and live musicians who are playing at these wonderful venues. Artists and venues, you can also promote your upcoming gigs free of charge. With what's going on, Live Music International, and a page for each state, no matter where you are. What's going on will provide you the information you need to support live music across the country. What's going on also has five area-specific pages just for Florida. That's right, they have one, What's Going On in the Florida Keys. So, no matter where you live, travel, or play, 
What's Going On keeps you up to date on what's going on in the live music scene everywhere. So join them on Facebook. That's all you have to do. It's free. Ah, when you log in, tell them you heard this on Radio A1A. Music for the Road to Paradise. Mr. Daryl Clanton with the Backwards Song right here on the Elephant Room on Radio A1A. My name is Jeff Gallagher. Let's check in and see what's happening in the world of Trop Rock. The Music City Trop Flock and Roll event takes place Sunday, April 8th at the Scoreboard Bar and Grill in Nashville, Tennessee. The performers will be Randy Moore, Bobby Johnson, Daryl Clanton, and Joe Downing with a special guest appearance by our very own Mayor Gonzo Mays. The radio simulcast will begin at 4 p.m. with the musical entertainment beginning at 5 p.m. 
Another reminder to get on board the Radio A1A Party Cruise to Paradise 2018 for an eight-day Caribbean cruise with stops in Aruba, Carousel, and Grand Turks on the Carnival cruise ship Sunshine, leaving November 23rd out of Port Canaveral. The entertainment schedule consists of Ty Thurman, Daryl Clanton, Burton Sassy, Carl Page, T.J. Walsh, and Troy Powers. It will also be hosted by Weekdays with Wilson host Lyle Wilson. Please contact Carnival Cruise Lines at 1-800-819-3902, extension 82573, with the group booking 1QZV14, and enter the PIN number 8135. And for those that don't have a memory like Dustin's Hoffman character in the movie Rain Man, you can just contact Lyle Wilson for those details. Charlie Babbitt made a joke. Five minutes to Wapner. And why not, in a not-so-shameless plug, at some point next week I will be appearing on Weekdays with Wilson to finally announce the new name of the group formerly known as Bodine, which I am a part of. Along with the new website, where to find our music again, it has been quite a setback for me and the guys to just sit back and do nothing while the legal stuff and member changes were taking place, so I'm really looking forward to getting back to work in the drop industry. The Radio A1A Trop 40 Countdown with Mayor Gonzo, Mays, and Harry T saw a shift in the polls this week. As always, I will be ending my program by replaying the top five songs of the past week, which are number five, Island Time, Tim Campbell, number four, Last Call by Rudy Cox, number three, You're My Jamaica by Neil McCoy and Charlie Pride, Number two, My Wave, Alan Ronco. And the number one song for the Radio A1A Trop 40 Countdown week ending March 18th, 2018 is Mexico Beach by Don Middlebrook. Congratulations to everyone in our top 40, especially our top five. Just another reminder, the Radio A1A Trop 40 Countdown can be heard each and every Sunday, noon o'clock, Keys time right here on Radio A1A. And it looks like that is my time. Thank you so much for once again joining me here. So until next time, this is Jeff Gallagher from the frozen tropics of Canada saying, It's cold out there. Drink warm thoughts. You've been listening to The Elephant Room on Radio A1A.
drunk before noon The time of day it doesn't really matter You can rally then howl at the moon Cause we're here in a place where the seasons don't change And we bake in the warm sunshine
Can't resist your mind. 
started closing down the bar I said, call all your friends I jumped in my Jeep Grabbed my guitar It was like something came out of nothing Makes you stop and think Something came out of nothing She climbed up some drinks It was like something came out of nothing 